0: Ladies and gentlemen, I'm full of optimism. Einstein's theory of relativity. We're still seeing it quite well through that haze. The fight is growing. E equals MC. 13. That all men are
1: created equal.
0: <laughs> About the future innovations. <laughs> and growing strength in the air. happening the <laughs> <laughs> <Head on. laughs> coming <up on> stage. <laughs> This is Finding Your Frequency. With your hosts, Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure, it's time to speak up, share your voice, and hear from the thought leaders. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a fantastic new episode of Finding Your Frequency. We have a nice special edition for you today. I have uh, Ms. Dee Daniels joining us, uh, stepping in for Jeff. Dee, hey, what's up?
2: Yay, I'm back again. I'm awesome. How are you, Ryan?
0: I'm doing good. Thank you for taking time out of your day to join us on this special episode as we you know, highlight one of uh, Arizona's outstanding women entrepreneurs and executive leaders here in, in Arizona.
2: Right. Absolutely. Well, I think it's awesome because um, uh, for one thing, we are in March and uh, anybody that knows about March knows that March is Women's History Month. So um, it's a great time to celebrate women that are doing amazing things. And obviously... Um, this young woman in front of us is one of those women that I, I think is doing something really special, um, especially since she is in an area that is mainly dominated by men. So I'm going to let you talk a little bit about Audrey, um, and we'll go from there.
0: Yeah, you guys, we have a great guest, Audrey Minnell. She's the president of Forrest Anderson, which is a plumbing and air conditioning company that's based right here in Phoenix, Arizona. And even though she's held that position for more than eight years, she's been dedicated to Forrest Anderson her entire life. Her grandfather, Forrest Anderson, founded the Phoenix Area Company in 1961, and she continues to uphold the same high ethical standards and practices that he set in place back then. Three generations later, wow, that's amazing, Minnell worked uh, to put herself through college as a waitress, a veterinarian, a hospital receptionist, and in-home caregiver. Let me tell you, in-home caregiving is one hard (laughs) job. And she even worked on a watermelon farm. (laughs) Graduated from Arizona State University, forks up, with a BS in economics in 2008. And she's helped lead the company to being named one of Phoenix Business Journal's top 25 mechanical contractors for two consecutive years in 2016 and 17, and recently named a 2019 Outstanding Woman in Business. So, Audrey Minnell, welcome to the show.
1: And thanks for having me here.
0: Awesome. We appreciate you coming in and uh, driving all the way from New River.
1: Well, actually, I drove <laughs> from my office in Glendale, so it's oh. not too bad.
0: Awesome. What part of Glendale? Uh, 63rd Avenue in Bell. Oh, okay, cool. Very familiar with that area. Being a Phoenix native, I grew up at uh, 35th Avenue in Bethany. Okay. So absolutely know the area well.
2: Wow. Okay. Well, I guess I'm you know, i very inquisitive, obviously, like I mentioned earlier. Um, Andre, you're in a space that is is definitely male-dominated, uh, first and foremost. So... I think I want to go back to finding out a little bit more about you as a very young woman and watching your family in the industry, and then kind of tell me how that led to you getting to where you are today. Let's start there.
1: Okay. Well, um, like he said, my grandpa started it in 1961, Mm -hmm. and it was Forrest Anderson and Dolores Anderson, grandma and grandpa. And then, you know, they moved aside, and my dad took it over, Don Hensley and his wife, my mom, Marion Hensley, and they ran it for quite some years, and now they've passed the torch down to me, and I'm very honored that they did, but I started off in the company, basically, you know, child labor, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, you know, cleaning the stock rooms, making sure all the fittings were put back together, and uh-huh. everything was put up, everything was swept, everything was clean, filing, all the stuff that nobody else wanted to do. So right. many
0: fittings, so many fittings. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yep. Wow.
1: So did they
2: get did you actually have to go out and learn some of the job too? Did you get a chance to go out there on sites and and that type of thing as well?
1: Yes. As soon as I turned 16, I would start doing ride-alongs with some of the guys, the different plumbing technicians and the mechanical technicians and I always had the thought of I can't ask somebody else to do something that I've never been willing to do before. So I've been in the attic in, you know, 110-degree weather, middle of summer, during an install. Oh, yeah. Didn't do a whole lot, but I I sat in there the whole time. (laughs) Um, I've been on construction sites. I've uh, pretty much ran everything that the guys do outside, and it's been a learning experience.
2: How... um, You being a woman in that uh, space, what is it that you would say to young women, you know, in terms of of looking for opportunities in this type of of business?
1: Well, there are so many opportunities in the construction trades industry. For women, it's incredible. Um, Most people stereotype the construction trades and think that if you go into a plumbing industry, that Mm -hmm. you're only going to be, you know, turning a wrench. Or the mechanical industry, and you're only going to be up on you know roofs and in attics the whole time. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's not the case. There are so many different facets that people can go into. Uh, there's estimating, uh, project management. There's customer service. There's every job imaginable within the construction trades, and Pretty much every company out there is looking right now too.
0: Well, and, and you know it's 2019 too, and I can't help but think about you know the way that technology is probably changing the yeah. the scope of what you guys do too. We had uh, Ben Millar, who's uh, works at another construction company here locally, had come in and we talked to him, and I was like. So impressed, they're using augmented reality and yeah. and like glasses to you know have uh, project managers be able to oversee um, some uh, you know uh, uh, people on site from the the main office, and they're able to do walkthroughs with the glasses. Um, and I think a lot of that really changed the scope too, especially with it being so male dominated. You have you know technology jobs that are. You know, opening up a way for you know women to get in there, so they're not necessarily turning a wrench. You know, mm-hmm. maybe they're maybe they're creating plans or using CAD and 3D drafting stuff. Um, tell us how that sphere has changed.
1: Oh, the technology portion of it. I mean, mm-hmm. that's been huge. Wow i I remember when I had to teach all the guys how to write a Word document and send an email. <laughs> so, I mean, we've come from there to where we are today, and it's. I mean, bids get out within the day. Construction numbers, the project. On the job and everything, costs, labor hours, that is all updated to date. I mean, it's. Are, are
0: you guys using like RFID and all that to keep track of tools and all the stuff on the trucks that go out and, and knowing like what inventory is there too?
1: No, but we are moving towards that. Oh, awesome. I cannot <laughs> wait to start scanning barcodes.
0: <laughs> you're like, oh, you need to rent a tool, scan yes. the barcode, take it to the truck, and bring it back when you're done.
1: But that's exactly what, what you just said. I mean, there's so many opportunities available, it's amazing.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. I always like to hear about new technologies. Um, as yeah. Dee knows, I'm a futurist, a technologist. Oh, that's my like my thing.
1: <laughs> um,
0: so anytime we can talk about technology in any space, it's fantastic.
2: It is. Uh, yeah. It is. And, 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 but, you know, I, I think because of the way um, technology is, it probably opens up more opportunity for awareness even about positions such as yours. Tell me about some of the um, – uh, organizations and and things that you are involved in and how you get out here and kind of let you know young women know about the industry and and also some of uh the charitable things that you do because you do quite a bit
1: well um we started doing a women in the construction trade uh workshop oh awesome, and we have done it in the spring the past two years mm-hmm. uh the first year we did it it was it was successful in terms of we got everybody to volunteer their time, you know, money, everything for a whole Saturday. But unfortunately, we weren't able to get anybody to sign up for the workshop. Oh. And it was a free workshop. We even fed them and everything. So the following year, we decided, you know, to really, really hit the social media hard to get more and more people involved and make it much more exciting and interesting. And mm-hmm. th- thankfully, all the volunteers, you know, came back again and we got uh we got a very positive response online and, and the social media websites and everything. And one girl actually showed up to the class.
0: Well, that's wow. better that you're making it was progress. Great. progress. Yeah, progress. right. Hey, one yeah.
1: person. If you can touch one person <laughs> sometimes. We hey. were ecstatic. She was there and she was happy to be there and she learned all about the industries and she went on to a new career path, and I mean, it was great. Yeah, that
0: was what I was going to ask. So, what happened to the one person that showed up? Did she end up going down that path of of doing like mechanical or plumbing or something?
1: She actually started talking to um, one of the vendors there about working as a uh, salesperson. Okay. For, uh, for their product. So. It was great.
0: Mm. Oh, that's great.
2: Which that's pretty awesome because, like you said, there's so many opportunities. But I just think sometimes you're just not aware of them, and that's why I was saying, okay, well, are you going out and speaking, you know, to various organizations or in schools, and how do you get the message out? Have you been able to recruit women within your organization at you guys um, at the company?
1: No, we haven't um, gotten able to recruit any women in my company, unfortunately, since we are only about 25 people. Mm -hmm. Then our apprenticeship program is smaller smaller. than some of the other larger companies.
2: Right, right. But
1: um, right now, the women working in there is me, my mother, and my sister-in-law, Tara. So (laughs) That's three. (laughs) Yes. That's three. That's that's big. And we definitely run the show.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Women usually do. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I think we definitely do that. You work with... um, children um that have suffered from abuse so tell me a little bit about that
1: oh that was a um ranch that we volunteered at mm-hmm. me and my parents volunteered at it's in christopher creek and they help children to uh that haven't been able to ride horses or anything like that they can get back on the horse and they lead them around it's very therapeutic and teaches them a little bit of you know independence and everything so
2: okay And then another thing that's really exciting, I see you were um, selected uh, uh, within the news of uh, one of the top 40 under 40.
1: Yeah, that was... Tell me about that. Um, Yeah, the the news publication, and it's a publication I've been reading for many years, and Mm -hmm. I've always read the 40 under 40. And I thought it was such an honor to be mentioned with all those other (laughs) young people, and they're doing great things within the industry kind of makes me humble <laughs>
2: oh wow and
1: and that's that's really good I mean that those are
2: are, are marks that um uh, they don't just come lightly so I, I, bet think, you, I bet you
0: I bet your grandpa Anderson's proud
2: exactly you've you've got to be out here and doing things and and uh, making a mark to be noticed and and I think like I said it's just really exciting um, within the space you're in that that is happening but let me ask you this now when you talk about um uh, plumbing and Uh, HA, no, HVAC, because I have to think about that. What are, what is like the basics of somebody that they could expect in coming into this industry? What's something that's a, if that's a job you decide you want to go out there and get involved in, what can you expect coming in as a a junior, you know, employee? So just so people can get some insight on what that looks like in that industry.
1: Well, as an apprentice coming into the industry, um, you, if you're coming in to be a a uh, technician mm-hmm. or a construction uh, plumber or mm-hmm. hvac technician then you're going to start at the bottom of course you're going to be digging ditches
0: <laughs> hold my bucket
1: <laughs> hey and there but there's a good way to dig and then there's the improper way to dig and as long as you learn the good way from the good you know trainers then you're it's going to help you out a lot but you got to learn you know different fittings go with different applications Um, all the different codes. There's a lot more to it than just the digging and the pipes getting put together and stuff Mm -hmm. like that.
0: Yeah, D, have you ever tried to sweat together copper pipes? No, I have not. Had I, that tried experience. Yeah. I tried one time. I tried one time. I decided I'm when like I'm, I, I can I fix my own it. hot water heater. I know I can. <laughs> and I got in there and I'm in there with the torch and I'm trying mm-hmm. to sweat the fittings together. I ultimately called a plumber.
1: Oh my <laughs> gosh, yes. that yes. is an art.
0: And I'm pretty handy, you That's know. What and I was I just do. like, oh man, no. It's a good thing I'm not a plumber. i did me ten years to how to do this right.
2: I called a plumber and then I cried when they give me the bill but it gets done cuz we know we don't want D to do it cuz that would be a, a total disaster <laughs> <laughs> with me trying to um uh, uh to do it. Um but yeah, no, I I just think that um uh in in looking at how someone enters that field is is it's something that I think um we have to give like a little bit of insight into your industry in the space and what that looks like entry level. What about training um, uh, to get into that industry? What's like the requirements for that?
1: Well, uh, the requirements, they're all different with every company, but one, uh, there are. there's a lot of training mm-hmm. available, a lot of trade associations that offer it. One in particular that I'm really passionate about is the Metro Phoenix PHCC. Mm. And they have an apprenticeship program. They have journeyman's classes. They have code classes. They, if you want the training, they have it available. And all you have to do is sign up, show up, small tuition. And like my company, we generally pay to the guys' tuition to go mm-hmm. for that training. If they're willing to learn, we're willing to pay.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, we were we were talking on one of the other shows, and you know, as part of a mentorship program, you know, I noticed that a lot of um, you know construction companies are you know they want skilled labor force, mm-hmm. but they also want tech savvy labor force, right? And you know, and then everybody nobody wants uh, student loans, right? Right. So you got so what what is your option? And I've always told people, go get a job as a, in a, in a trade. Mm-hmm. You know, you work, you get up early in the morning by that you're done by two right? And then you can go to school for a few hours that day, you know, and and then so you don't end up with any student loans Mm -hmm. and you can get a a, a mechanical engineering degree um, or any of those types of degrees that coincide with construction trades. And, you know, we talked about some of those earlier, even 3D CAD and coding and all that kind of stuff, too. What would be some advice that you would give a a young woman in that space kind of looking for, uh, you know, coming out of high school? Like, where does she go to get started?
1: Well, I know Westmec has a lot of programs that are great and geared towards women in the trades industry but just start calling call the different companies that you know that have good reviews and that are welcoming for the women in the workplace and see if you can be an apprentice and see where it goes from there
0: i mean because there's literally some serious money that can be made in construction trades I'm I'm on Facebook, D. You're gonna laugh, oh, right? Gosh. I'm, I read all kinds of stuff. A meme pops up, and um, it's it's a picture of a woman and her child and another woman and her child. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's a city worker across the street in the picture, and he's like sweeping up the bus stop and all that kind of stuff, and he's cleaning up. And then uh, there's little thought bubbles over over the each one of the the parents' heads, right? And the one thought bubble is telling the little kid hey, you know what, that guy over there, he's got a union job, he's got all these benefits, blah, 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 he makes $80,000 a year, you know, that's something that is, you know, respectable, whereas the other thought bubble was, you know, over here, and it's telling the little kid, you see that, you don't want to do that, you don't want people to look at you like that, right, and then in quotes it says, oh, yeah, she has a liberal arts degree.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, there you go. Well, I have to ask this question because um, it is a male dominated industry, mm-hmm. obviously. And um, with that, uh, sometimes there are challenges uh, uh, being a woman in a space like that. So tell me a little bit about uh, that part of the, the journey and you know how you've kind of overcome some of that um, and, and gotten it to this spot where you are right now.
1: Well, um, I will say it has not been easy. Uh, when mm-hmm. my dad told everybody that I would be taken over. We actually had one of our top construction plumbers flat out say he's never going to work for a woman and he quits and mm. my dad said there's the door.
0: Yeah, so you didn't want him anyways.
1: Yeah, but I just think it's <laughs> I think it's so funny though because my grandma was a, such a huge part of the company. Exactly. back in the day. And my mom's been a huge part, so he didn't know it, but he was always working for a woman anyways. <laughs>
2: usually. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, but uh, that's the most extreme one. But uh-huh. there's been people um, that they don't want to deal with a woman on the phone. They'd rather deal with a man. Uh, that usually gets stu- We just let those kind of slide through and you know, try not to rock the boat when it comes to that one.
0: Right. But when the guys are in... <laughs> Sorry, dude. There's only three girls in the office. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. What you want us to go out there and find right. you one on the street.
1: Yeah, one of us, we just try to take a They're real working. deep voice. No. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what you do. No, but they've been... Luckily, I have surrounded myself with men that are also surrounded in their personal lives by very strong women. <laughs> right. That helps. It, that helps. It really does. Yeah. Um, I mean, Mark, he's our safety coordinator and field mm-hmm. superintendent. He's, I mean, his wife tells him what to do. <laughs> I thought All did that. Yeah. <laughs> no, but Dennis, he's our. You guys um, notice
0: I'm being quiet over here.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I know you are. And I am. Of course, you're going to be quiet. <laughs> we got a plumbing estimator. Good job. I mean, you're, you're so good, <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> uh, he's got strong daughters and strong wives. Same with Tara, a mechanical estimator. Everybody's, everybody's surrounded by strong women right. already. So it makes it a lot easier in my yeah. workspace. Right. I mean, it would appear that, I mean, when
2: you have those challenges, obviously you have to figure out ways um, uh, to overcome them. But it also helps you in building, you know, obviously you've done something right because you've been put in charge of the business. So tell me what things are you doing, um, you know, as uh, uh, president or uh, is it president or CEO? or are you president. President over the company. What are some of the directions that you're trying to take the company in that are different from what your uh, parents
1: did? One of the biggest changes that we just made recently was paperless invoicing. And I've been a proponent for that for a very long time.
0: <laughs> we just went, went through, through right that, here. didn't we, Dee?
1: <laughs> it's we're very well, challenging. We're <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, it, <laughs> It's just bringing it into the 21st century, right?
0: <laughs> Remember when you had oh, to teach people God. how to make a Word document yes. and how to send an email? Yes, We went through a time where I'm, we were like doing training with all the people here because we went to paperless everything, you know, invoices and contracts <laughs> and all that. And so now we've all become, we're professional PDF creators now. Exactly, all of us. Exactly, send it off. <laughs> send it off.
1: No, but they've, they learned to value my, you know, skills and, you know, my intelligence mm-hmm. and everything. And I've just had to work my own way up and gain the respect and... Right, right. So what do you see um,
2: as, you know, a goal in the future for uh, for the company and, and what's your, your long-term goals? What do you want to do?
1: Well, I see our company growing at, uh, you know, 3% a year, kind of, you know, structured growth. So <laughs> um, and steady. Yes. <laughs> I'm very big on that. but. Um, I see us taking on more and more technicians as soon as we get some more labor force back into phoenix that would be great um and just growing and going more into the technology side of the plumbing and the hvac so the smart homes that you know industry and everything i love the smart thermostats you can control everything from your house from your phone mm-hmm. and i mean you get an alert if there's a water leak happening for, you know you could be two states away no so we're moving into that type of uh, field and it's just getting everybody on board and excited about it and getting everybody excited we can't de- teach an old dog new tricks kind of thing <laughs> <laughs> right you so I have to try do, yeah do people
0: at the company like do they do, do they embrace the change that you bring you know uh you know like when you bring a new technology item to the table you know ultimately and and Dee and I know this for first hand okay. experience when somebody brings a new technology item to the table most employees go oh my goodness i have something i have to learn more work i have resistance, to do and they and they're, they their resistance do you guys deal with that same type of sim- similar scenario when you bring something new to the table
1: oh gosh yeah <laughs> when we first went from flip phones and pagers to oh, iPhones that was huge And that was many years ago. And we thought for sure this one guy would start sabotaging his phone every single time. (laughs) (laughs) And luckily he didn't. He learned he's like, you can take a picture and send it to somebody. Coolest thing ever. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and
0: that, that in and of itself is a huge advantage in the construction industry because mm-hmm. if you have, um, you know, a, 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 what, the guy who leads the job site is, you know, on site and I'm, I'm not the superintendent, but the foreman, the job foreman. So if the foreman's out on the job and he has a question for the superintendent, back in the day, you'd have to call him on your flip phone. Mm-hmm. They'd have to leave their job site, drive to the other one to check it and see what it was. Whereas now you can just be like, hey, look, here's the deal on the plan picture. Here's where the thing is. Take a picture. What should I do?
1: Yeah, we have them FaceTiming now, Skyping. I mean, it's wonderful. And as soon as they see the advantages that they personally will gain from it, then it's smooth sailing with a few hiccups.
2: (laughs) Just a few, right? You're always going to have a few of those hiccups. Yeah. Um, I'm also excited to see that um, you are uh, one of the recipients. uh, You're being awarded at the Women in Business Awards Luncheon uh, in April. Yes. Wow, tell me about that. That's pretty exciting.
1: Well, that, it was such an honor. The Phoenix Business Journal is, I mean, a renowned publication. Yes. I read it every week. Um, and then to know that I'm being honored with all the other, I think, 25 women
2: mm-hmm. it was, is yeah.
1: extremely humbling. And I can't believe it. Because when you read the list of names on there, I have to do a lot more in my life, I feel. <laughs> Right. But you're doing it. And and the yeah. thing
2: is, one of the advantages, I have tell people this all the time, when you work in spaces like that that are male-dominated, women tend to stand out much quicker than if you were in a space where there's a ton of women. So mm-hmm. you tend to um, um, have your impact noticed, I think, uh, uh, a little uh, earlier than maybe somebody that was in a position where you've got thousands and thousands of other women well there, remember right? too and
0: I want I want you to remember this that professional services are professional services whether you're a lawyer a doctor a plumber an hVAC it doesn't matter mm-hmm. you know and so I notice this a lot of times when we do interviews people are like oh well I'm just a well yeah you're just a whatever you do but you are one of the best in your field or you wouldn't exactly. be in the publication yeah. so I want to make sure that we you know hold that in high esteem and remember that professional services are professional services, no matter what they are. And if people are able to provide professional services in a manner that gets them looked at in the way that you have been, that is, you know, something worth celebrating and being excited about.
2: So I know you said this is family business and it's obviously generation after generation. What were some of the things that you think um, helped to shape you as a businesswoman that you have learned uh, from your family? You know,
1: always do the right thing, no matter if you're at fault or somebody else is at fault, you have to step up, you have to make it right. you have to treat your customers right, you have to treat your employees right, and as long as you do all that stuff, everything will work out for the best That's true, that's true. Yeah. So I think we talked a little
2: bit about you giving advice um, uh, to to women um, that may be interested in, in getting into um, uh, the field, but uh, let's say a little bit more about that in terms of, of what kind of steps they can take to get into this industry and also maybe because not everything is about the um, uh, labor part because you mentioned something about sales. So there are other different aspects uh, uh, of what someone can do within this particular space.
1: They just have to start making the phone calls. You find supply houses that are hiring, call them up, ask them what job openings, how to apply. You find manufacturers that are looking for sales reps. It's just pounding the pavement like any other industry. But right now, I will say the construction industry is looking for those people. So it'd be a lot less you know, pounding the pavement and a lot more you know, meetings and interviews.
0: Would you say that you guys are more looking for, you know, like, uh, like an actual labor force to go out and do the jobs? Or is it all the surrounding components that are in need?
1: My company, or all of it. <laughs> <laughs> My company specifically, we are looking for the um, skilled technicians. That's what we are in need of. Right now we have um, the project managers, superintendents. Those are pretty well filled for our size company, but we still need that manpower or womanpower. So labor power. Yep.
0: Labor power. There <laughs> you go.
2: Labor power. Right. You need people to come out and do the work. Mm-hmm. And you are uh, definitely, I think, impacting um, uh, change and I think allowing um, uh, women and men to uh, know that this is a space that's open to anybody that's willing to get out there and do the job. And I also think that it's very um, empowering for young women to Uh, get to know women like you and to know what they do because you don't always get a chance to see somebody up front and, you know, personal that, oh, wow, she's doing this. I can do this. That's something else I can do. And I equate it to uh, technology because I talk about that a lot. I remember when uh, I first started trying to get involved in this particular space, I used to go to Um, what they call pitch meetings at the time when I was working and doing startups. And I'd go there and be the only woman in the room a lot of the times uh, at a lot of these different events. But I also say that that's not always a a, a bad thing either, because you do sometimes get around various males in those organizations that are willing to say, hey, you're here, I'll help you, what do you want? You know, and, and I think that, um, uh, that along with Other women like you making sure that your voice is out there and and people know that you exist. So that way they know that they can connect with you and and ask questions and you can mentor and do things like that. So I
0: think it's just super,
2: uh, super awesome.
0: I think it's super awesome also. Yes, (laughs)
2: Yes, very, very awesome. <laughs> everything is super awesome. I'm just excited. I'm always excited about. Yeah, you know, uh, I do. I do uh, have
0: a question people. though. You know, when you think about the the lineage of the company, Forrest Anderson, um, do you guys? Do, does your family have plans to pass it down to the next generation after after you? Good question.
1: Anything's up in the air right now. Actually, my uh, nephew, who would be technically fourth generation, mm-hmm. is an apprentice slash helper. In the company right now. Good for him. I, he's doing so well too. He's <laughs> You know, when you get an inv- individual that's just mechanically inclined like yes. he is, you gotta you know help you know support feed it. that. You gotta feed it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. But then I have my seven-year-old daughter, so she's she learned how to file numbers so far. So <laughs> <laughs> she's a. But you start
2: him young. I I, yes. hey, I remember my parents were <laughs> entrepreneurs, and my mom owned a furniture store, and I'd be in the furniture store doing stuff, and I'm like. And then you look up and you know business down there. You don't know some (laughs) of the lessons. It's true. When you, when you are within an entrepreneurial family, you don't always know the business lessons that you're getting until... You become an adult, and you're like, "Oh my gosh, I was learning all this when I was like 10, 12." Exactly. I know in, my head, in my head,
0: I'm like, "All right, the baby's coming. Where's, where's the pipe wrench?" Exactly. Here, <laughs> here, little baby, sit down here with the pen. The pipe wrench rattler.
2: But that's awesome. But as and, and that's uh, uh that's really awesome because you have a daughter. And uh, uh, I, I'm a mom. I have a daughter. She's an adult daughter. He has a daughter, too, and who's adorable, and she loves me. I think she likes me better than you. But anyway, uh, but, but being a mom no, and having a daughter, I think when you, you do these things, it's very important because you also uh, are an example for her. And I, you know, with my daughter, she's amazing uh, today because there was never anything that that I said you couldn't do. You can do whatever you want to do. Whatever you want to do, you can do. So it was never that you can't do it, but also trying to be the example for them, to show them, not just tell them what they can do, but be the example for them so that they know um, they can accomplish Whatever you know, those goals are that they want to accomplish. So I think that's yeah, they are. They're always watching, and you know, being that you're you're the first role model, you're the person Mm -hmm. they watch first. So they everybody they want to do what mommy does. Whatever mommy's doing, they want to do. So mommies always have to be careful about what they do. Oh yes, do and
1: say yes, do and say
2: right. So that's that's just really really um, uh, awesome to know that that you're serving as that role model for her as well.
0: Having kids takes the lead by example to a whole other level. Yes, a whole other level. (laughs) Well,
1: just the other night she was crying because I couldn't come home, you know, for dinner and everything. And I'm just like, mommy's got to go to a meeting and I'm not going to be home till late at night. And and it's just heartbreaking watching her cry, you know, and she's so upset about it. But I'm just like, one day you'll appreciate it. You don't now, but you will later. Trust they me. They do.
2: They do. I told It was so funny when I tell the story about my daughter when she was younger, because now, of course, she's older. She's an adult. But I was gone all the time as a journalist uh, uh, and reporter in Chicago. And one time I was like, OK, well, I'm just going to take you with me. And No, I did. But <laughs> it was awesome. a surprise. But I ended, up, I ended up taking her and one of her girlfriends. Remember the, the male group um, uh, boys? Uh, what's that boy band? Uh,
0: I don't know Backstreet Boys Backstreet
2: Boys it was ba- <laughs> Look I can't even they, I, She'd be so mad If I can remember Backstreet Boys Because she was in love With Backstreet Boys mm-hmm. So I actually Was supposed to interview The Backstreet Boys they oh, were, wow. It was a press conference And so I took her And her friend But what I did Was let them Ask the questions So that was kind of One of those things That was memorable That I would do Various <laughs> things like that To get points So that when I couldn't Be yes, <laughs> I had big points For that one And and so that was Pretty cool But you know, awesome. hey Sometimes you Bring them yeah, we try to get
0: Marley in here as much as we can too, just oh, to kind of experience you know she all the different it. stuff that we do. Yeah, it's she fun. does.
2: She loves it. She's in the office just doing, you know, writing her little stuff. Or hey, what are you doing? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll be um, at home and true. she'll be like, Dad, let's do a radio show.
2: Yeah, oh I'm like
0: okay, let's do it here because I, I, I have you know all that stuff at my house too, so I'm like, absolutely sit down, you set up my house. Let's do it.
2: That's so great. <laughs> but see, so she know but she knows your daughter knows. Mom's working, and even though yes, they do miss when you're not there, but you find other ways to make up for it and, and do oh, different yes. things, and that's just what we do. I mean, we're living in that type of uh, of era where. Moms are, are doing you know more than one thing. And We all know a trip
0: to Peter Piper Pizza solves most exactly
2: problems. pizza or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> I mean, or yeah, they you know take them to swim or something. They it's, kids aren't that hard. That's one thing about kids; they're not that hard to please like adults. I mean, no, they're not. You kind of figure out what their fun motive is, and you plug into that, and you win every yes. time. <laughs> wow! But no, this has been so so um, exciting, and, and I'm I'm really. Um, uh, Uh, grateful that you were able to come here and spend time with us and tell us about uh, your work and and your position in in, um, uh, the family business and and some of what you guys have been doing here in uh, this area for years and years, generational, because I think that's important. I think it's also um, very exciting when companies are able to go from one generation to another because it's hard and not every company makes that transition because a lot of times when grandpa starts something and then dad and then by the time it comes to your generation sometimes they're like I don't want to do that and then businesses fall apart um, because you know some families uh, decide they don't want to be in the family business I've seen that over and over again so it's really awesome that that legacy um, at least for right now is intact and it looks like you got your younger (laughs) nephew coming above and Mm -hmm. then your daughter I'm quite sure she's going to come on and and that's going to be awesome right? There you go yeah
0: Heck yeah Thank you very much, Audrey, for joining us. We appreciate it. Uh, If you guys are in the Phoenix metropolitan area, make sure you call Forrest Anderson for your plumbing needs. They service both residential and, uh, and do new constructions and all that good stuff. So make sure you give them a call. We'll be right back with another interview right after these messages.